We are back with a brand new episode of the Pillow Talk podcast. My name is Yoni Ikoto, one of the hosts. And my name is Alia, your other host. I feel like this is the first time that I'm introducing the pod. Yeah, good job. Is that good? <laughs> it's pretty good. It was all right. Uh, maybe like bring your mic just a little closer. All right, mic check. Um, yeah, but we're super cozy in our bedroom right now. If you wonder where we record our podcast, it's in our bedroom it's on our bed. On our bed. Yeah. Today's episode is actually something that I was very excited to Yeah, do. this is Yoni is going to be leading this episode. No, like it was my idea because I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's definitely important to... Like I, I'm very passionate about this shit right And it's here. funny you say you're passionate about it because we're talking about... Passion. Finding um, your passion, finding your path. I just had this conversation with my friend actually the other day. Mm. And we were talking about like, what are we, what are we doing? Okay. You're born, you live your life, and then you leave, right? I would say everyone gets about 100 years, right? Yeah. I think most people, I think I... I, I calculate I, life to like 100%, right? Yeah. Like 100 so, is like a lifetime. Exactly. If you're 60 years old, you're only like... like If you're 50, you're only halfway. Yeah. And actually thinking about life that way makes it easy. Getting older, it's like, oh, wow, I'm only 25% through this shit. Right you know so yeah definitely and okay so what i wanted to say was that you know everyone kind of just feels like there's this thing with age that if you reach a certain age you have to reach a certain a certain part of your life yeah yeah and maybe that is true but also i feel like that's a that's like made up thing yeah society has totally built this these ideas and quote-unquote milestones or like steps in our life that with each year you're supposed to be like okay i've got this age you're supposed to be here and here you're supposed to be like this and this you're supposed to be interested in this and this you should prioritize this and this like every year comes with that and then we expect this all these steps that everybody reaches them just because they turned another year like they lived one more year and in that year they're supposed to go through these transitions they're they're supposed to learn a b c and d you know what i mean i think learning your abcs is way earlier before no i'm I'm not i'm just kidding i'm just silly yeah but i know what i know what you mean graduating high school 18 going to college graduating by 22 and it's It's like like you have to straight away from high school you have to go to college right away everyone has such a different life and story and circumstances you live in a different part of the world you don't know what other people are going through so for it to be like a you like such a universal expectation too yeah expectation and it's like it's almost like agreed upon like you know what when you're 18 you graduate here when you're 22 you graduate there you know it's such a funny thing you know what's funny is that like i look at it as it's an expectation around all of us, but it's so expected from us. And it's something that we hear constantly from around us at every age, the media and from people around us in our environment, everything has been conditioning us to believe X, Y, and Z for this age and this stuff for this age and mm-hmm. so on that we have started to truly believe it to where we are also enforcing it 
on other people in a sense. So that's why it's an agreed upon thing because you have no choice. You don't have another option. Nobody gives you the option of you actually can take your time and figure it out. Nobody gives you that option. I mean, that option exists. Exists, but no, I feel like, like nobody I've gives never you that. heard anybody almost, give me that option. And almost, I've never heard anybody get that option in life. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, I say it's almost like when you get that option, it's like you're doing the wrong thing. But I, I, I personally feel like when we've some, never, we've never been offered that option. You kind of have to realize, wait, but why the fuck am I feeling? Why am I like giving into all of these pressures? Why can I not just fucking figure it out in my own terms and in my time? I don't have to go from high school where, like, why am I supposed to figure out what the fuck I want to do with the rest of my life straight out of high school or even before high school when you're like 16, 17, You're supposed to figure out exactly. Like, what do you want to do when you go to college? You're so young. You haven't lived. You haven't felt. You haven't experienced anything. And you're expected to just know what you want to do? That's so crazy to me. What? If a person happens to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives, usually, actually, that's never actually what they're going to do. Around 18, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm going to college for this. I know a lot of people who went to college and are doing something completely different. I mean, it's an. I think it's a known fact that if you don't do something very specialized, like doctor, law, accounting, like, I don't know, something that's very specific, and you do something a little bit more broad or a little bit more, nobody get offended by this, but kind of like random, I feel as if people kind of never end up doing the job that they went to school for. Definitely not right away definitely not right away no but even still a lot of people like a lot of jobs just require you to have a degree they don't even give a fuck what it is in they don't care they just the requirement is have a bachelor's degree a lot of people don't care what it is in why do you think that is because there's so much of just learning on the job that you're kind of like when you're in college you don't really learn how to do a job you pick a subject you learn about that subject and you are a student once you actually get a job in whatever you're relearning everything for that job yeah even if it's in the same domain like even if it's in the same area of knowledge i think so much extra learning happens when you actually end up going to work that's why i think a lot of people actually when they end up finishing college and they get a job in that area of work they realize wait this is not the same yeah you know and i know that is so true and also there's people who actually have degrees and by the time they got it they actually realize man like i kind of just want to do something else yeah i know a friend that went to school for photography right Mm mm-hmm four-year degree and he's not doing he's not even doing photography right yeah and then he's seeing like the stuff that i'm doing and he's like bro yoni this is crazy you didn't you never went to school for it you never took a class but you're like you like you're doing things yeah and and he told me like he was like i honestly speaking i feel like kind of weird a little bit when you tell me about all the stuff that you're doing i see like how excited you are and how it's progressing yeah and how things are going over the years and i'm over here literally sitting here with a photography degree and i'm not doing anything with it 
So I just told him, bro, you just got to pick up the camera. Like, he probably knows more about whatever technical, but you can learn anything online. That's also another thing I can get yeah. into later. And I think degrees are, it's like you say, it's good to have if you a doctor. Obviously, you need that. You can't be a dentist with no degree. Like, the, you can't learn. The thing is, now, YouTube. like, most jobs that pay a decent living wage for people in America, I can speak of, I don't know, other countries they automatically just require you to have a degree to select out of the pool of people a certain kind of person, quote unquote. And that's a whole, you know, that's a whole thing in and of itself and why that is and why that's kind of problematic in a sense. But you know what? I, I think it, they, they do that because they want to make sure you can dedicate your time to something. I mean, there's definitely things that you learn by going to college, no matter what fucking subject you choose. Yeah. I think that that's actually the most important thing. Yes. That's <laughs> why a lot of people don't even care. That's why they just require it. Because when they require it, they assume, okay, this person went to college. Which means he that probably they, went learned through, those things. they went through four years of college. Which required them to do this and do this and learn this and deal with this. And that takes a certain kind of person. Reaching deadlines. So like it's you just, have to, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it differentiates people out of like the entire, you know, pool of just the population of whatever country, Yeah. you know, but what were we talking about earlier? No, about just expectations about ages, right? You reach, let's say, okay. Oh, I didn't mean to say actually, sorry, just about like your photography thing, how you, there are jobs that you don't have to go to college to be able to do. Mm -hmm. but there are jobs that you can't do even if you wanted to you can't do if you don't go to college yeah. can you be a writer without getting an, a major in english yes. yes you can like anything creative you can do anything i think even in my specialty sort of in communication journalism i think it could be possible but it's still kind of hard because a lot of the the thing is it's like there's so much competition i feel like a that's going to change soon I don't. I think it's gonna Slowly. get worse and worse. Really? Yes. Now people are. It's because the more school you have, the higher you will get paid. Also. That that is true. People at the end of the day is like. But that kind of does make, make sense. Oh, actually, no. Not always. I for some reason I always just think like art wise, like photography wise. Yeah. Because I feel like there's still some jobs that no matter how great your work is. They mm -hmm. will still want to see you with a photography degree. Really? If you want to shoot for uh, National Geographic, right? One time I was just like randomly applying, right? See like the job section just to see. Yeah. It's not even like my, my, my uh, what do you call it? Like um, like genre of photography, right? Yeah. But um, it, I think it said like, you know, degree required. There are different big brands still have that. Yeah. But, but, that definitely is going to change with, with art. I feel like they're going to look at your work and be like, oh, you know, this person can actually complete this job. It's and not a make it is. or break it in art, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying that some people still ask for degrees, even yeah. in art. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think that's more t to see your dedication. Like, can you dedicate your time to something and finish it? Yeah, you know? exactly. But to just go back to the age thing. Yeah. It gets so much in people's heads 
from our environment the fact that we have to figure it out in our 20s. There's so much oh pressure put on our 20s. I'm currently in my 20s. You're just over your 20s. You're 30 now. I feel the pressure <sighs> of, you know, being 22. I'm technically graduating college a year late because of my dance journey and all of that. And, you know, as, for example, my dad, he had this moment where he was like, don't you wish that you would just graduate the year you're supposed to graduate? What is that? As if, as if that's like ingrained in someone's lifetime that you have to go here from this age to this age, you have to go to preschool, then you have to go to elementary, middle school, high school, right after that college. And first of all, it's college you have to pay for, obviously. So you're telling me that you want me to figure out exactly what I want to do to then have to take out loans that I will have for like the next I don't know how many years after I graduate and make sure that I pick the right thing that I want to do with the rest of my life. Because also there's this idea that you're supposed to only have one job your whole life. You're supposed to figure it out when you're young. You're supposed to go to college for it. You're supposed to get that job straight out of college. And then you're supposed to get the highest paying job in that department you can and that's it that's that's your whole career for the next 30 40 50 years i don't know exactly how long people work you know what i mean and that's it and then you retire from your from your career and that's it yeah i i don't like any of that shit i don't like any shit i I don't want to live my life that way really bad for it's really bad for kids because you're told that from a very young age, and you're asked exactly pressure. what you want to do with the rest of your life. And also, there's another thing which I thought you were about to get into, but mm-hmm. people act like you can't change oh, your yeah. mind or you can't change your major. You know, <laughs> listen to our podcast on "It's Okay to Change Your Mind." Episode six? Or no, it's five? episode like four, or three. I don't oh, know. It's okay to change your mind, and so many people feel like, oh man, I can't. Can't, like some some people actually don't change their minds even though they want to but just because they want to please their parents and and be like oh man i want to i want to show them that i picked the right thing and they already paid for two years and which i get but i mean bro you have to it's your life it's your life like you're if you need to change your major two times three times four times and you're still unhappy like shit like the point of this shit is just to fucking how are you supposed to know i don't know that's the thing how are you supposed to know about this shit exactly you're gonna try one thing oh i want to major in biology you take one semester and you're like yo fuck this is not for me so you tell me i'm supposed to just dedicate the rest of it's like oh i made the choice i can't change my mind now you know how miserable life will be in that way yeah i will fucking literally change major every chance i i want to and i understand it costs money and things like that but i mean i'm sorry like if you're just going to live your life because you you made a mistake when you were fucking 21 or 22 in college yeah and then especially too the worst thing is you're gonna have to pay for it later yeah first of all i don't even know why school is that expensive here i mean that's that's a whole forty thousand dollars a year yeah International students, like $60,000 a year. Yeah. I don't know. And they're supposed to find a job. And, and then, then the job doesn't even actually pay that much. Yeah. But now you always got to like save up. And then every month you got to just pay for school. And then you can't even... I couldn't even go on vacation. Like I would feel bad going on vacation. And That's also... That's like 10K that could have went to my to the shit that I... 
don't even do right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, should we give like a little bit of background on our just like past with passions and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you um, want to start or should I go first? Yeah, I can just like go ahead. But just to give a little bit of background on like how we got to where we are now. I um, lived in Romania with my family and I started dancing ballet when I was like four years old. But let's do like, let, sorry, let's do like a quick like okay, r- I was, rundown, okay, you know? Okay. I was four when I started ballet and I didn't really, th- I was just doing it on the side as an extracurricular thing. And then around 10 years old, I realized that this might be actually something that I want to do professionally. So I auditioned for the school in Canada because I just heard about it and I have family there and I actually got accepted and I ended up moving to Canada, Toronto by myself while my family moved to the US. And I was there for six years and I basically dedicated my entire life from when I was 10 to 20 to ballet. And it was my insanely, like I was so I was so passionate and I loved that shit so much. It was it was everything to me. And when some when when somebody thinks of a passion, like that's truly what ballet was for me. Mm. I was just it was my everything not gonna give up until I got that shit. Long story short, I ended up actually not, uh, you know, seeing it through. I didn't get a contract. I didn't for different reasons, such as, you know, injuries and just like bad timing and also a couple other factors, but I didn't end up getting a job and it was basically time ran out. You just, you can't- Explain to people what you mean by just getting a job. Yeah, as a as a ballet dancer, you have to get a contract with a ballet company. And you can also be a freelancer, but that's very little money and it's there's no job safety and it's just kind of not worth it. It was not the path that I wanted to go on. So you basically go on auditions to different ballet companies and you try to get a contract. And if the director of that company likes you, they will offer you a contract and then you kind of move through the ranks of that company and that kind of how that's kind of how it works. But um, I didn't get that and I reached the end of it. I was 20 or 19, no, I was 20. And it was time for me to move on. And it was really, really hard because I had never experienced anything else. All I knew was ballet. I never looked at anything else because I never had to. I never planned for a plan B. And I just didn't really know what to do. But I was it was such an emotional time for me that I kind of just thought to myself, let me just throw myself into school and into college to kind of help me take my mind off of, you know, my heartbreak of the fact that I built this life and this career basically my entire life and I don't get to do it and I don't get to live in the house that I've been building so I threw myself into college and I went to community college and then I kind of just figured out something that would be interesting from the majors that I found in college like kind of what majors are offered at uh, University of Washington and then I kind of just picked something that I think would interest me and that's kind of why I'm doing communication studies in college and now with YouTube it was something that came up because I originally actually wanted to start a podcast and then my family said, why don't you, you know, start a YouTube channel um, before you start a podcast just because it kind of has like more creativity in it rather than just a podcast. So that's kind of how I started YouTube. Um, it, it, I, it's weird because I can't really call it my like a passion because I constantly compare it to how I felt about ballet and I don't think I'm ever gonna find something that I'm as passionate about as that 
Um, but it is something that I really, really enjoy doing and it has become my job and I'm really grateful for it. So that's where I'm at now. And now I'm going to pass over the mic to Yoni. Wow. I was like, I knew those things, but just like listen to it again. I was like, this is, that's a nice story. Like one day you should like write a book about the whole, the whole, <clears throat> yeah, book coming soon, 2025. Yeah. Wow. Soon. <laughs> yeah. I know. Soon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also that's when we met, like right between the end of ballet. Oh yeah, to, like it was when I when I got injured and I was kind of like on the sidebar. Sidebar, sidelines, sidelines. <laughs> side I don't know, bar. sidebar on the bench, as people call it in sports. Like I, I was injured, so I couldn't dance. So I was. That's when I started actually taking college classes. Yeah, I was. It was kind of like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Anyways, and that's when we met, and then Yoni was with me along that that processing time and yeah. that turnaround of that's my entire I, life that's when i met you right in the transition yeah and yeah i'm kind of glad we met right then yeah it kind of like build the foundation of like of our relationship like, that's so i never thought about that actually yeah and that's a hard thing to go through in a relationship just because a whole per- like my whole life changed just like searching for what the fuck i was gonna yeah. do and how emotional that whole we time had was. so many conversations remember? yeah 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 Okay, so you go ahead now. Um, I was wait. Do I start from like age zero or do no, do no, no. To, just like from when do you I start think... from like where I was born or do I just oh start God. from like start basketball? from yeah, so basketball. All right, so I just remember being a teenager in Belgium, and basketball was my biggest dream. How did you get into basketball? How did I get into basketball? Moving from Tel Aviv, uh, moving from Israel to Belgium. Everyone in Belgium just played basketball. Mm. I had way more friends who played basketball, you know, versus soccer. So I was like, let me just stop playing with them. Mm. And I just remember like really falling in love with it. And I was like, man, like if I do something, I want to do it at the highest level. Mm. And I was like, what's the highest level? Obviously playing basketball is going to the NBA, right? I'm in Belgium. How the fuck do I get there? First of all, you got to be in America. At least that's what I thought, right? Now people go from everywhere, right? Yeah. So college, I mean, high school basketball was the goal. Me and my friend Renato, we lived in the same neighborhood. Shout out to Renato. We started working out together and he wanted to go to America too. Yeah. So we both ended up getting a athletic scholarship to go to a school in Atlanta. Um, both We were both around 16 years old and... I was really scared to go. I was more excited for what was waiting for me out there. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just knew this is step one. And you're how old? I'm 16 years old. Yeah. And my mom was like, you are not going. You're 16. Who's out there? You're just going to go by yourself. And I kept saying, no, I'm just going to be with my friend, obviously. But I don't know, just her idea of me being gone like miles away from her is like crazy right my dad was very supportive he was like you should go like that's how you're gonna grow up and like face the real world yeah exactly yeah we get to atlanta and i've never been to america before so i was like man this is crazy like seeing just the city and then we get to the school and i get to know the teammates and stuff like that and i was really excited to be there because um it was almost like a dream come true honestly like, I finally, like, made it, but I didn't make it yet. I didn't make it anywhere. Cause, yeah. Because to people here, that's, like, normal. 
to just go to a high school and play whatever yeah, athletic sports. Exactly. Yeah. But for some reason, coming from Belgium and just being here, and I really felt like I was like on a mission. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, we, we stayed in, in a dorm and I had like uh, my, everyone had roommates and uh, getting up in the morning for practices. It was really hard. But obviously the motivation was like, I'm here on a mission and I need to fucking make it to the NBA. That, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. It's very hard to make it in basketball, pro in any country, in Belgium, in Turkey. I don't know. It's not easy, right? But yeah. especially make it to the NBA, that's like the highest, right? So I was really happy. You know, I was there. Then I ended up transferring to a different school. I graduated in um, Kansas City. It's like, yeah. a, you know, a different school. So you changed um, a couple high schools. Yeah, I But did. you kept, like, it was all with basketball. It was all with basketball. And I was just like, all right, I don't care. Because with basketball, it's easier to change schools because you get recruited by different schools and stuff like that. It's very different. Yeah. So... After I graduated, I came back home to Belgium. I wanted to go to college right away, but things didn't work out for me. I got a few offers from some schools, not any like big D1 schools. I got like maybe a few D2s and then like smaller schools, um, which is still really good. You know, mm -hmm. just coming from Belgium, I was like, I'll take anything. But things didn't, didn't really work out. So I went back home, played for two years, but I always wanted to like come back to America. So... I ended up coming back. Now I'm here in Seattle and man, that was crazy too because it still didn't work out. I got here, then the school that I was going to go to, they, they transferred and... But the team transferred from the school to a different school. Yeah, the, yeah, they transferred from the school that I was going to go to to a different school, so... And the school was like further away, right? Because you were living with your mom at the time. Yeah, exactly. And school was further away i was already like enrolled and as an international student it's very hard you can't just switch it change up change yeah. whenever you want i was like you know what the first year i'm just gonna sit out and work out which i did mm -hmm. but then the following year i was ready and during that summer right before like the camps and stuff like that i got injured i got injured from like august all the way to november Mm. that's a long ass time and shit already like and it's started. crucial time too because that was your second year right yeah exactly so i, I know that feeling <laughs> yeah and i didn't play that year and i was like fuck but you know i wasn't like it didn't work out for me like that but that was around the time where i found photography mm -hmm. so i was always like shooting out so I still still basketball is like my number one i always like kept the hope you know yeah but I'm not one of those people who like to like hang on to something for too long. Like if I see like, yeah, this might not work, man. I'm on to the next. I'm not saying it's, it's, there's anything wrong with holding on to your dreams, whatever like that. But I just, I just was ready to move on. Yeah. You like, felt something inside you. You were like, it's time. Yeah, exactly. And I could have went back home and played again, but I, I don't know. I was just like, man, I'm falling in love with this new thing, which was photography. This is back in 2015. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me just... I, and at that time, I didn't even think about photography as a career. I just thought, this is fun. Let me just keep doing that as I figure out what the fuck is happening with basketball. Yeah. So I did that and fell in love with photography. And that transition was... It wasn't very hard for me for some reason. It sort of wasn't like photography just kind of was blooming without even like unconsciously yeah i didn't even know and people kept telling me yoni you should you should take some classes or are you taking it seriously and i'm just like no i'm just walking downtown seattle taking photos with my iphone 5 right yeah but the transition was not hard for me for some reason letting basketball 
letting basketball go was not as hard as I always thought it would be if it didn't work out. Yeah. Did you ever feel like once you you realized, well, I guess basketball is just, it's not happening for me. Did you ever feel like, well, shit, I got to find something I want to do now? Or was it just like kind of a smooth was, transition? You never thought about that? I never thought about it because photography came right when photography was like getting a when little... When basketball... Life. Yeah, basketball was starting to like feel a little, a little like shaky. You know, yeah. I wasn't sure what the fuck was going to happen. And being an international student, everything is like way more complicated. Till the day Ian gave me his camera. That's my best friend, Ian. I got booked for a show in Portland and I didn't have a camera. So it's a very long story, but he let me borrow his camera. And I went to Portland, shot with the camera. Photos were okay, came back to Seattle, and then I gave the camera back to Ian, and then he was like, man, I can't, I can't take this camera back from you. Like, I see how excited you are and how much you talk about photography. Like, I feel bad taking the camera back. Like, you'll do a lot more with that camera than I ever will. So, I still have that camera with me today. It's literally, like, the best gift I, I ever had. I always tell this story yeah. all the time. I always feel like I still loved ballet the most, and I still... I mean, I have a long life ahead of me, but I still haven't found something that measures up to like the love I had for, for ballet. When it comes to it, we definitely had different experiences. Oh, the transition, too, because you never had that moment that I was talking about earlier where I was like, okay, well, what the fuck now? I don't know what the fuck I like. I don't know what to do. I don't think I had that moment. Yeah. You really got lucky. A lot of athletes in general, once an injury happens or something in their life happens that you can no longer continue with your dream. Most of them don't have another love that they found along the way. <laughs> yeah, I really did think I, I, I did get lucky. Like I said earlier, I could have went back home because I have friends and they're all doing great. They're playing on different teams and stuff like that. And I was like, I could have went back and joined them or on their team or other teams. But I don't know. I just fell in love with just being here and chasing like something completely new. Yeah. And it was also about like how photography is what it is here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's still really, I, I don't know what it's like in Belgium, but I know like, I mean, you have New York here, you have LA, like there's, it's, it's just another level. You can't even really compare, you know? Yeah. I think I want to talk about now what it's like to move on from a passion that was your entire life Ooh, and then yes. you're kind of it wasn't really for either of us i f i feel like it wasn't really a choice of i kind of wasn't passionate anymore no it was and not i'm gonna move on it was like it we were forced into like it was moving happening. on <laughs> you had no other route than to move on you had to there you can't continue yeah you know, I think so many people go through that if you're in sports or anything that's physical. But I think there's a difference because being forced out of something that you're so passionate about and then now it's you have to figure out, OK, what am I passionate about now? I, I felt like I went back three years and was a was a high school student trying to figure out what the fuck I want to do for mm. college, even though I don't have any passion at all. So yeah. I know even though I was very, I, ha I found my passion and dedicated my life to something. Once that shit was over, I was 16, 17 years old in high school. And my parents and everybody around me was like, okay, well, what do you want to do for the rest of that your life? That is so crazy. I literally felt like that. that. Yeah. And I was, and I never had to think about it before because to me it was so crystal clear what I wanted to do 
that I never knew what it felt like to, to not, not know what the fuck I want to do and to have to choose something. It wasn't an Damn. option for me to just be like, oh, I'm going to take a year off, maybe, you know, get my first job. Because I also had never had a job other than yeah. dance. So I, I was never given the option. That's what I mean. Nobody ever told me, if you want to, though, you don't have to choose right now. You can take maybe a year off, six months you off. You felt that pressure just, as in like you had to like. Because I was, was already behind. I was already behind. I was behind 20. According to who? According to society, I was a 20 year old who took off, technically took two years off of her education because I was not, I was 18 when I finished high school. And then I did two more years of dance with a company as like an intern, if you want to think about it like that. So I was 20 years old and I hadn't gone to college yet. And to people, that's like okay, you're you're already behind all of your peers. I went to I my first year in college, I was 22. So my age, right? Because after high school, I went back home and I played basketball. There, there. was there was no yeah. I didn't I didn't even think about college. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm hooping. Exactly. Same with me. I was like, okay, this is just the next step. Yeah, and I don't know if it was like my parents that then like they saw that you know i was basketball was progressing right yeah. and they, they, they believed in me but they never asked me about college necessarily you know but it was only because i wanted to come back here that i had to think about a school to go to i think also for me the reason why i constantly felt that 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 pressure of figuring out and creating a plan b just dance in general and ballet is not seen as a real job the same way, in a way, a lot of people think that photography is not a real job or being a YouTuber is not a real job because it's so hard to be the one that makes it in that. And there's so much competition and there's so much, there's just so many factors that it's like, you don't know if you're going to be the one that's going to make it. So people are like, okay, you have to figure out what else you can do in case this doesn't work. So people kept putting that in my head as like, ballet's not a real job. Okay, but what do you actually want to do with your life? That was a constant a Yo, question. I would hate that question. That was a constant question. Every time it's, I went I would, home, I would it almost, was like, okay, but when are you actually going to start going to college? While I'm out here in the trenches, dedicating my entire life and soul to this art form. And, and then I would go home you. or I would go somewhere where people don't really know me. And they would be like, okay, but what are you actually going to do with your life? It's like, excuse me? what but that's how our society is programmed and conditioned to believing that these types of artistic things or not as conventional of jobs can't be a real job same thing with photography for some reason they don't take it as serious it's probably just taking pictures and it's just fun and low-key even just basketball too like some of my family members they were like oh you're playing but it was a game like so he's playing basketball yeah. like shooting they don't know because that. it's can... so competitive also so yeah and it's, it's hard to make it in to that make shit. it is so hard you know but um i'm glad i had a smooth transition you know and that shit is hard for some people i have so many friends who didn't make it to wherever they wanted to make it to and maybe they weren't as lucky to have something else yeah, yeah. Like if it, honestly if it wasn't photography i probably would have been like a translator or some shit yeah <laughs> You know, I just didn't want to. And I and I wanted to stay here in the U.S. because I know how good photography and, like, what I can achieve here. Yeah. Not that you can't do things 
other places but yeah. i mean this is where need, like the entertainment and and all that stuff yeah, is so that's literally, literally and that's the why. genre that you wanted to go with too yeah, exactly so that's like the whole reason why i'm if it wasn't for photography i don't think we would have even like met really well you, yeah i don't know because after college i could have i could have went back home and played basketball yeah i don't know exactly what level wherever and it's, it's really crazy to think of you know my my dad would ask me oh don't you regret now that it's over don't you regret that you didn't go to you didn't after you graduated high school you didn't just straight away give up on ballet and go to college and i'm like what that's kind of thinking backwards because that's also like first of all why does that matter we are here today in the present no need to dwell on the past and what happened and also i don't regret shit yeah about what happened because i would have it's so important it I really think, made you who to, you are today too it made me no but he's i'm talking about just those specific two years where i chose to not go to high school now fuck where i chose <laughs> to not go to college and still pursue ballet for another two years where i didn't have a real job i wasn't making any money and i also wasn't going to college i was just dancing that was like my nine to five even though it's more than nine to five, it was more like seven to seven. You dedicate yourself to that. Like in life, you have to. If you feel like you should be regretting that you kept fighting for something that you cared about, you should never, ever regret that you stayed longer in something that now is over because your life would be so different and you would be so different if you would have given up on it two years earlier. You would always ask yourself, what if? Yeah, and I experienced so much growth in myself and I discovered myself and how much I can fight for something and how much... There's just so many things that I learned about myself in those two years just because I knew I need to fight for this a little bit longer. It's definitely something to be proud of, for real. And it's so different to move on from something that you're passionate about at your own will than at someone else's will. Mm. Because my father, after my first year, he was like oh, are you going to go for another year? Clearly, like, you know, you didn't get a job this year because I could have gotten a job after my first year. And he said, you know, are you still going to do a second year? Like, do you think it's it's worth it? If, you know, you probably should have had a job by now if you're going to make it. That, type, that was the kind of type of mentality, right? And I felt, I was like, I'm not done. I need one more year. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I went that one extra year and fought to the moment where I decided and I felt, you know what? It's time to figure out what's next for me. You gave it everything you had. It's so different. If I would have ended it that first year because someone told me to, I would feel so differently about like everything. Yeah. Everything. Wow, that is crazy. I think it's so important to really stand your ground when it comes all to the something way to you're the passionate end. about. Yeah. Like until I was like, you know what? This is probably not gonna happen there's so much growth nobody but that you know, happens by you choosing that you know how many people back home like my my family even like my mom sometimes she was like you haven't made it or you haven't which i understand gotten. as parents i understand that i understand that too but i couldn't just stop trying yeah until i knew but i will also say you have to be realistic now not realistic, but... I think you know. Like, when you know, you, you know. Yeah, when you know, you know. And I don't have Deeply time. inside. Exactly. And I didn't want to be one of those people who just want to hold on to a dream forever. Like, I'm yeah, like, yo, if I can't be at the highest level of something, I'm going to do something else and be great at that. Yeah. Because I know I have the passion and drive to be great. I'm not just going to 
be stubborn and be like, oh, you know what? Let me play and just, I don't know. That's just personal. People ask me, they're like, why don't you audition for a smaller company? There are certain standards as somebody that has a specific passion that within that passion in that career, there are standards that you have set for yourself. Yeah. And if you don't meet those, I could have auditioned for a smaller company that nobody really knows about that only dances three times a year and pays like shit. But hey, I'm still dancing. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do that. A lot of people ask me, would you never want to be a ballet dancer? No. I want to be the dancer. I don't want to teach ballet. Yeah. It's totally different. I don't want to just stay in that world just to stay in it. I want to do what I set my mind to do. And oh, if I can't do that, I have to do something else. You meant to say ballet teacher. You said dancer. Ballet teacher. Yeah. Event. You have to go for it. And I was so proud of you too, like how, because I was like right there. So I saw it happening like for, and I already went through that. So remember, yeah. remember like all you the- really helped me. The- yeah. I already I already went through my phase, but then I saw you going through it and I don't know like if it was easy to hear the things I was telling you. I was like It's different you just have because to. ballet is such an emotional thing cuz there's so many other factors that come in with ballet. There's so many struggles I went through just being in that so, world. Yeah, just yeah, you overcame a lot for sure. Yeah. With that. Yeah, but it had it's like made me so strong. Oh, I know. Like, I saw you getting stronger, that transition period. That transition was so important for me to go through and to go through when I decided that I wanted to go through it. There's, I feel like I was growing so much because I made the choice. Yeah. And not somebody else. That's what happened. If you have a passion, you just got to fucking go for that shit no matter what anybody says. If you know you're good at something, man, like, you just got to go and then stop if it doesn't work out. I think... If it doesn't work out for you... Stop on your own terms because if you stop because your dad told you something yeah, or your mom told you something, you're gonna me. you're gonna hold such like hate towards them. If you didn't tell me, it's always gonna it's, it's, it's gonna always ruin like the I relationship. ended it. I ended it because of you, and that's gonna be forever. And that's yeah. a bad way to start off. Keep going through life with that. Yeah, but I think there's also this this idea that you have to have a passion in life. People always ask you, "What are you passionate about?" Mm-hmm. There's this expectation that everybody needs to have a passion. Everybody needs to find something they're passionate about. And I think that's that's not true. I think everyone can find a passion. I think everybody can, but I don't think everybody has to. But I don't think anyone can just live life and not have any passion. I'm sorry. Okay, but... I, okay, <laughs> let's define passion then. Passion Are we is, talking about... Okay, go ahead. What's passion to you? Define passion. passion. Okay, my definition of passion is... You would do that shit for free. Simple as that. I'll go outside right now or I'll hit up people to do like just free shoots just because I had an idea. That's passion. Okay. That That's my definition of, of do you passion. Do you think you can have more than one passion? Yeah, of course. I st- I'm still passionate about basketball. Right. I play that shit almost a few so times a week where for it's free. Like... Nobody's paying me to go. Okay. So the definition of passion on, on the web Google, it's... Uh, strong and barely controllable. Whoa, strong and barely controllable. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more. Strong and barely controllable emotion. Okay. Okay. The other one is literally the suffering and death of Jesus Christ. I don't know why it says that. Anyways, um, my definition for passion is something that you are that you like to do and you believe in and you value and it's very important to you period i don't connect passion 
to career. I think it's important to find things that you're passionate about that you don't necessarily want to change them into, to make them into a career. Do you think it's important to have a passion? And I mean, it would be great if you can make that your career, right? But I also think... Don't you, I, I hope you're not about to say... Hold don't on. connect the two. No, 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 no. no. Like I'm the, about to say that there's something that happens when you have a passion and you're like, fuck, I'm so passionate about this. I want to make do this for a living. Okay. And when you start doing what is your passion, you start doing that for work, your passion changes. That is not true. That No, I'm not saying you're less passionate about no. it. No. But something changes about your passion. What's going to change? Um, the fact that you are living off of your passion means that a passion to me is like something that you love to do for free, right? What happens to when you have to put money, you have to put food on the table with your passion. So you have to force yourself sometimes when you don't feel like doing that. Cause just cause it's your passion doesn't mean you have to do that. Sh- you want to do that shit all the time. That is true. So now that it is, you're, you're living your life off of that shit. You're going to be forced to take your passion and do it when you don't want to. And it will slowly chip away at your passion and kind of degrade the passion a little bit in a sense. Mm. Where there's going to be certain things about it and certain areas about it that you don't love anymore. Because now it's connected to money. Okay. And to your living. Okay, okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I know for ballet personally, when I was dancing, I was very passionate about it and loved it so much but as time and time went on there are certain things that i experienced and i was constantly dealing with that chipped away at my passion and took slivers off of it to where i no longer like i still loved it so much but there was also part of it that i fucking hated because i hated the way it made me feel about myself Mm. and i hated the way I looked at myself and thought of myself and felt and the competition and there's so any any passion yeah. once you want to turn it into a career morphs into something else a little bit. Yeah. And there's an ugly bit. side to it. Yeah, that is true. There is an ugly side to a passion once you want to turn it into a career. Put that shit on a fucking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Put that shit on a shirt. Quote that. Um I mean I I was just going to say for photography there's countless of shoots that I went on and that I did not want to do. There's nothing I hate more than editing photos from a shoot that I did not like. But it's so crazy because photography is what you're passionate about. That is true. And when I go to the job, I always do my best just as if it's something that I love, right? Yeah. I'm shooting. I'm, I, I always try to get the best photos I can. I always put, you know, the same amount of effort into it. Mm-hmm. But when I get home and I have to edit a shoot that I did not like, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I just know that we are educated and told from a young age. Kids are put into different things like ballet, tennis, art, music, all these things for parents to figure out what my kid is passionate about and what my kid enjoys doing. And if they're really good at it, and if the kid really enjoys it... Then we got something. Then we got something. I just know that once you just don't do it just for pleasure, and you're doing it to live your life, 
and to make money from it, it changes. Yeah, it does. Because you don't just do it when you like it. And you don't just do it when you feel like it. You do it There's responsibility every time because you it. have to. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's really important and and it's, it's, that you have a passion that you don't try to make into a career. And you can, whatever, that those are called those are called hobbies at the end of the day, actually. Yeah, but... That you're passionate about. I still do believe that if you can turn your passion into your career, I still think that's the greatest thing. Oh, yeah. No, that's the greatest thing. I just wanted to put that out there because like I don't I, think people talk about that. Because it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work when <laughs> when you enjoy the thing you're doing yeah, at yeah, the yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. But I think it feels like work when you have to fucking edit some shit that you don't even like want oh to edit. Oh my god, it feels it does. Yeah. I totally get that. Yo. The same way I felt like ballet was work when I had to do fucking 2 hours of cardio every day because I gained a little bit of weight and had to be skinnier. Yeah. And that, I mean, just that and world specifically. That world specifically very, is just like, it's just it's another. It's very extreme. Like you went from that world into the, like the quote unquote regular world, but you still had that, that world's mentality. Yeah. But that's, you know, um, we should definitely do questions. Right yeah. Now. Let's do I questions. Think. I feel like we're going to, we're we gonna can keep, keep talking about this. Honestly. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to get into some questions from you guys. Someone asked, how do you choose between so many careers that interest me? Wait, how do I choose between so many careers that interest me? You choose by at least trying all of them. You, you choose by at least trying all of them, at least a little bit. So how do you try careers when you... The- what do you mean career as in like going to work and getting paid or like a, like a school path? I don't know. Maybe they mean school path. Whoever this person is, I just want to say that you're very lucky because... There's a lot of people that don't have one. They don't know yeah, what direction. There's a lot of people who don't even know. Like, there's a lot of people who don't even have a passion. So for you to have a few that you like, I'm sure you'll be just fine. I think what you should do is do your research. Personally, like if you're really serious, I think take a piece of paper, write down your top five. Your top five career paths. And then from those career paths, look at why is path such a weird word to say? I, career I paths. Yeah, I don't even, I try to avoid saying that. Um, just write it down on paper, literally, and break it down of what are the job titles from that career that you would be interested in doing. And then do your research. How much money does it pay? What does that job actually entail you doing? What are you going to do? Because often enough, jobs sound interesting, and then you realize what the fuck you have to do. And it's probably very different from you're going to be like, oh, this job sounds cool. And then you go to college for it and you actually reach the job and you're like, wait, I actually don't want like this job. Yeah. So I think I think, I think you should way. just do your research, yeah. period. And you said something that made me want to ask you a question really quickly. What? Would you rather do a job that pays you less versus a job that pays you more, but you hate compared to the other job? I personally know for myself, I hope that i will never do a job that doesn't have a sliver of something that i actually like in it i don't want to do a job that i hate everything about it going to it every day clocking yeah. in i would hate that i could never I would, yeah yeah i'd rather pay Same. i would rather get the less money and adjust my lifestyle and my livelihood oh, yeah. but go to work 
and be you know, happy. Yeah, be happy. But even even if I'm not like 100% like, oh my God, I fucking love this job so much. But I don't hate going to work. And, I, and there's nothing in this job that makes me happy. Somebody asked, please talk about the pressure there is at a young age to find your passion. Everybody, everybody around you is talking about you having to figure out your life right now. And I'm just going to tell you right now that you're probably going to change your mind. I don't know, five, six, seven times more than that. I mean, maybe. Right? And if you do, do it. If you change your mind and you know for a fact, yo, I chose to do kinesiology, but I actually don't give a fuck about kinesiology. <laughs> okay, go take the pamphlet and figure out, okay, what is what else? What else would I enjoy? What and else you, would I like? And you know what? The sooner you change your mind, the better. Yeah, like, don't, don't don't linger around. Once you really like once because I'm sorry, but you know. Like when you know, you know that you don't like the shit. And anymore. don't stick around just because someone thought that you made the right yeah. decision. Because like, at the end of the day, who's gonna be the one suffering? You or them? You. Right, exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but what if nothing on the pamphlet is interesting to me? What if I see everything that this college and this university, nothing on this pamphlet is interesting to me? Mm-hmm. What do you do then? So you're saying like if this question didn't have anything to do with school? Because they didn't mention school. They just said the pressure at a young age to find your passion. You see how our brains just went straight to school? Straight to school. Because it is, again, the traditional way that has been ingrained in our minds that this is just like the way it needs to go. Yeah. And just think of things that you actually enjoy doing that have nothing to do with going to school. Yeah. As simple as I enjoy cleaning. Or I enjoy organizing my closet. Or I enjoy putting together cute outfits. You know, anything like that. I enjoy uh, planting in the garden with my mom. Yeah. Think of it, like think of those things like that. And then maybe you'll figure out exactly what it is that you like to do. Somebody asked, I literally have no passion for anything. Tips on how to search for it. I think I just answered that. Try everything. Try everything that seems stupid. <laughs> For example, maybe you are obsessed with watching true crime shows or like mystery thriller miniseries on Netflix, okay? Mm -hmm. Clickbait, new Netflix show just came out. We still got to watch it. We might watch one tonight or something. Which, one, which show is that? Clickbait on Netflix. Clickbait. Anyways, oh, it's like a that. it's like a scary like thriller missing person type thing. Let's say that's like you love that shit so much. Why not figure out how you can get a job on a production set? On or how can how can you get close to that world? Maybe you don't know shit about production or maybe you don't know anything about screenwriting or acting or anything like that. But why don't you look at what entails working on something like that? And who knows, maybe you didn't even know that you would want to work on a production set or something like that. Going from, I like to watch this on Netflix to something related to it. I don't yeah. know. I just think like, think outside of the box. Don't just look at the university pamphlet is what I'm trying to say. Okay, somebody asked, how do you make friends slash make the right connections when following a career path? I think you can answer this better than I can. 
you have to go. There's always events happening. So if we're going to school, the school route, or if you're just going by, you know, not the university route, there's always events happening. If you research, like if you are a painter, there's always gallery shows. There's always things like that around yeah. the city. Always go to those. And in one night, you can actually make, like, I mean, if you're an outgoing person, you probably already know that. You have to go to all these those events because if it's, if it's something you're passionate about, you talk to a person right next to you and you don't know who that pers- person is. Yeah, or what they do or what connections they have. Exactly. So I would say to answer that question, just go to events or even just like on social media, follow people who are doing the same things that you're doing. DM them if, you, if they have great work. Hey, love your work. Just little things like that. And that's how you can connect with people, I think. Yeah, you know? and I think that can work in any type of industry because there's always somebody, if not a lot of people that care about the same thing you do and are passionate about the same thing you are. So just do a little bit of research and figure out where can I go, literally physically, Yeah. where can I go and see what's out there for me. All right, somebody asked, what to do when you achieve your dream job, but you hate it and you don't have a plan B? Oh, fuck. That shit That is... shit sucks. I'm sorry if you're in this situation. So wait, you get to it, so and it's you're like, like you finished, I... you finished, you got to your dream job, to the shit that you thought, damn, I really want to do this. You got to it, you did it, and you're like, yo, fuck, I, I actually hate this shit. Like how it's, yeah, like the day-to-day life yeah. of it. And I fucking hate it, and I don't have a plan B, because I was so set on this. I think definitely... I think step one, get out. I mean, not right away. Do I would say do a year or two. See, I mean, while you figure something else out, you're not, you're not just going to not have a job. Okay, this is what I would say. I would say get out of it because... How soon? Like, as soon as you know you fucking hate that shit, get out. Why I say that is because I know from people around me that it's so easy to stay in a job, even if you hate it, and get complacent with looking for something else because you have a job. If you cut that shit out and you don't have a job, you have no choice but to figure out plan B. You have to force, you have to put yourself in a position of being forced to figure out your plan B. It's so easy to stay comfortable in the situation you're in, even though you hate it, you think to yourself, oh, I hate it, but like I can deal with it. But then, it is very possible that, that can you go will on become, for years. Yeah. So many people do that. And then it's too late. It's like, oh, I've waited so long. I can't change it now. Yeah. The sooner, the better. The sooner, the better. And if you just pull the plug, you'll figure it out. Like, you'll figure it out. And also, you can get a job that maybe pays less, but adjust your lifestyle a little bit until you really figure out your plan B. But I think just cutting it out straight up because then you're forcing yourself to be uncomfortable, which will help you change faster. Because you don't want to be uncomfortable. You want to figure it out, right? Yeah, exactly. Somebody asked, what to do when your passion starts to feel like work? You work, man. Because that's your passion. And you're lucky to... I mean, if you're working, are you I think your paid? passion... You're getting... She means you're getting paid, yeah, right? Yeah, so what to do when your passion starts to... Oh, wait. I think that's probably what they meant. What to do when your passion starts to feel like work. I'm sorry. You have to just keep going. You're lucky enough to even make 
money from your passion and have yeah. a career. If so this, if this so, person is making money from their passion, so complaining that it became oh it feels like work. Well, I mean, you're doing it for work. I mean, no shit. That's like your. I will never complain about that too. By the way, it's like yeah, it might suck, but like I'm lucky enough to even do this shit. Some people don't even know what the fuck their passion is. Now yeah. you find yours. Are you gonna complain because some days I do something that I don't love? Yeah. <laughs> That's like I feel your passion like, is not just gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna do this whenever I feel like it. That's just a hobby. Yeah, exactly. So if you're taking your passion to the next level you're and you're making it, seriously. it your job, there's no way that it won't feel like work because you are doing. You're going to work. You're going to your job, even though you're passionate about it. It's still a job. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. So if you want to keep it as work it's inevitable it will feel like work yeah there's no way you can build a whole career a whole business and never feel like you're working yeah it's impossible there's always going to be some side of it that will feel like work yeah like even you, if you're passionate about you'll it you'll have to get up some days and go to the studio or do whatever on when you just rather like stay home for example yeah. just because it's your passion it's doesn't mean you just don't get to do shit yeah passion i feel like that's another thing passion we we encompass it as this like rosy butterfly beautiful rainbow type thing passion is hard yeah. when it when you make it your job but even when you don't i don't know for some reason my head passion is also something that like hurts from time to time most of the time passion hurts yeah you know those artists that um make it from like just you love making songs right every day nobody there's no label there's no money you just love singing and you sound fucking awesome right yeah you make a song, it's doing great on the internet, cool, whatever, thousand listens, a million listens, whatever, right? But now you get signed and there's contracts yeah. um, involved, right? And now you have to go perform at this city. You have to, you don't want to go perform. You just want to make music and drop it. Not yeah, everyone is going to... it's part gonna, of the contract, so you exactly, got to do it. But now you have to go to a show. And the next day, you have to go somewhere else. People think, ooh, that's so dope, you get to do that. I think, who's that artist? I think it's Summer Walker, right? Yeah, Summer Walker. How she hates performing. Yeah, she hates interviews. She hates meet and greets. She hates all that shit. She just, she wants, just wants, to, wants to make the music. She just wants to make music. Why do I have to do all this shit? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that doesn't mean that she's like not passionate about it. It's just that that side of the job, she doesn't like. Yeah. So it, it feels like work. Yeah. But you know what? She's she's still doing it. and but I, It's very interesting. Yeah. Somebody said, I just started college and have no purpose. I know it's good for me to be here, but I have no clue what I want to study or what I want to be. It feels like a waste of time since there's nothing I can imagine being satisfied working as for 40 years. This shit is deep. That shit is real because I think a lot of people feel that way. Again, as we said before, the idea of the fact that you have to choose the one thing that you want to do for at least 40 years of your life. You have to choose it in college before you have any idea what that career actually is like. It's so weird. You usually try things out and then you choose, do I like it or not? But when it comes to our careers, we have to choose something without having any idea what it's actually like to do that thing. But then once you're in it, you Anything just, else in life is the other way around. You just look at your whole life and be like, all right, I'm going to have to sit at this desk for the, my whole career. Yo, it's literally like asking somebody to choose if they like a banana or not without eating it. Ooh. Give me, <laughs> that is crazy. So now you take that first bite 
and they're like, yup, that's your shit for it's the like next you 40 years. Literally. No, <laughs> you got to eat that it. banana for what the rest else, of your life. What else in your life, in a relationship, right? When you get <laughs> Yo, married with someone. that analogy was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when you get married to someone, you meet them, you talk to them, you get to hang out with them, you get to know them, you spend a lot of time together until you decide, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. Exactly. But with school and, and, and our career, we have to fucking choose before we eat it taste it feel it touch it do it we have to choose if we want to do it or not because i'm sorry taking classes for four years is not the same as day one on the job yeah and also like taking one or two classes of biology is not gonna let you know if you actually want to be a fucking biologist or uh yeah uh like whatever other shit you can do with biology yeah, right but i think also too like there's interns and stuff like that that you get a taste of it yeah but, but i mean after that- you 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 already are in college Right, right. That's true. And that's usually junior year. Exactly. That's, you know, that's your junior and senior. Yeah. That is crazy. That's so crazy because I, I can't think of anything else in life that you have to do that other than your career. And that's like the biggest shit. That's the biggest shit. Yo, Especially that because we feel like we have to be in that one job and you can't have multiple. You can be five years, I was a journalist, and then... I don't know. Then I wanted to be a creative director for a shoe company. And then after that, oh, I realized that I wanted to be a restaurant owner. And then after that, that's not normal. People don't. Damn. It disrupts the traditional path that people want everybody to go on. Every parent wanted their kid to be either a doctor or a lawyer. That's number one. Well, because that shit pays a lot. I mean, it makes sense. But anyways. <laughs> Somebody said, "Where to start when you feel lost?" Hold on a second. Just to go. I'm sorry. Just to go back to it pays a lot, right? Yeah. It's so fucked up to tell your kid you like do this because it pays a lot, right? But what if that kid don't give a fuck about? I know, right? <laughs> you just doing it because it pays a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Because you know why? Because so many people end up doing jobs they hate. That they're like, well, I hope my kid at least does something that gives them money. Because they'll definitely hate their job anyways. If you're, if you're a parent and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're not pressuring your kids to do what, what you wanted to do or what you want them to do. Because that's not fair. They they become their own person with their own interests. Let them explore. I, I really get, think it's I get all the, about money. I get the guidance and try to give them good advice. But like when we have kids, like I want them to do what they love and obviously we're going to guide them and shit like that too but it's like i'm never going to tell them what to do all right somebody asked how to go for a career that you're always told is unrealistic something as acting slash youtube how is that unrealistic that's my first question well it's unrealistic because it's it's not it's not i think people generally just label a job or a career as unrealistic once it is a freelancing type of thing or a uh entrepreneurial type of thing or something that doesn't depend on anyone but yourself you know what i mean so it's like for me if i don't make my youtube videos myself i don't get paid Okay. If you don't go do shoots, you don't get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's like you don't get a conventional job where somebody hires you, you show up to work, you do the work they give you. It's all set in stone and you just do the work. Nine to five, you show up, you get paid the same shit 
and you leave and that's it. So an unconventional job, like it's like acting. You have to go, you have to audition, you have to get the part. And once you get the part, you have to like, it's just, it's different. So much more depends on you. And there's, I think in general, people act, people say an unrealistic because it doesn't have as much security. Mm, like you can but, have a job and you cannot have a job. Right. But with YouTube, nobody's on my back. I have no boss that tells me, you know, I don't show up to work for somebody else. Yeah, you got to do that shit If yourself. I don't shoot, if I don't edit, if I don't deal with emails, with brands, I don't get that deal. And I, if I don't shoot, I don't have a video, which I then won't post, which I then won't get money, which I will get out of the algorithm. And I will, like, all these things, I'm, I have to keep up with myself so it's very much dependent on me yeah same thing with you know with acting or anything that's kind of like a freelancer thing you it it's a job that is constantly only dependent on you it's 24 7 too that's yeah, why it never that's, stops yeah that's why it's like harder than you clock in and you clock out and after that you don't have to think about it yeah you pay for what you sign up for you know yeah is that is that the saying you you, you get what you pay for i yeah. don't know yeah. so the question was how to go for a career that you're always told is unrealistic. Um, my answer to that question is just go for it because whoever says that shit is unrealistic, it's unrealistic to them because they probably can't do that shit. But if you want to do that, if you want to be an actor, if you want to start a YouTube channel, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to be a photographer, if you want to, whatever the fuck this society has called as unrealistic, if you want to do something under that umbrella, just yeah. do it. You gotta fucking do it. Man. Just do it. Are you seriously going like, to not do it because somebody said it's unrealistic? Like you, you make it realistic. We're we have one life. You know, I love to talk about this whole life thing. Yeah. You're you're here for like one time. After we're gone, we're gone. We don't know where the fuck we're going. You better fucking like do something you love or at least try to. Yeah. I think we got some really, really good questions. This might be my favorite podcast that yeah, we recorded. Yeah, we really, we, it's like so late. It's yeah. literally nighttime out right now. We've been recording for so long. Yeah, we were supposed to go somewhere. Well, um, that's all the questions we're going to go through. Thank you guys so much. Those were like amazing questions. It's a great topic and I think it's such an important one because so many people are dealing with this shit. Everyone. And not just people in school. I just think it's so connected with that time of your life. Yeah. But if you're 30 and you're listening to this if you're 40 and if you're listening to this and you feel like oh fuck i don't like what i'm doing honestly get uncomfortable and try something try new. something new because again discomfort will get you to change because mm. you want to change right so make yourself uncomfortable and you will change because you have nothing else to do but change you have no choice but to Quotes by Alia. <laughs> quotes? Should, I said quotes. Oh, I was like, quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but y'all, we're going to end this shit here because it's like, too much there. I know I need to stop. I want to like talk more normally. No, it's fine. Um, so, yo, I'm hungry. What are, what are we eating right now? Okay, I've got to figure out what we're going to eat. Should we just do takeout? Should we do like a different outro instead of like the love you? Okay, y'all. This is my favorite part of the podcast because we have to figure out how to like, like i want to leave you guys with something like oh shit <laughs> what <laughs> like i want to i feel like the last thing you say is like 
the last thing you say is the thing that's gonna stay on people's minds. You think so? I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think people probably don't even listen to this part anymore. Yeah, I think people are just kind of like just okay. Especially when the music starts coming, it's like okay, bye. Yeah, like, everybody knows that the episode's over. Okay, bye everyone. Okay. See ya. Bye.